Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. I got a a little bit to say. Actually, I got a lot to say. You're just going to have to listen quick. And I really have two messages. And um, it's relevant to where we are uh, as a church, and uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on. But um, Dave kind of stole my thunder here, even though he's been backslid for weeks and not here. Um, uh, But just the idea of that spirit of a father. And so let me read from Psalms chapter number 68. And... um, Verse number one says, God arises. Listen to this. He does. He does this. God arises. His enemies scatter. And those who hate him flee from his presence. As smoke is blown away, so you blow them away. As wax melts before the fire, so the wicked are destroyed before God. Note to self, don't be wicked. Yeah, that's them. No, it could be you. Well, what do I do if you are wicked? You know what? We were all wicked at one point. We need a Savior. That's the whole point. You need Him. Okay, I'm not going to preach that, though, but hang on. As As wax melts before the fire, so the wicked are destroyed before God. But the righteous are glad. They rejoice before God. They celebrate with joy. I'm going to tell you, we got Bible for doing what we do. Why do you do that? Well, because we can. And All right, hang on. I'll get to what I was really going to say. Exalt him. It says, sing praises to his name and exalt him who rides on the clouds. His name is Yahweh and rejoice before him. God is holy uh, in his holy dwelling, is a father of the fatherless and a champion of widows. Let me read that again. God in his holy dwelling is a father to the fatherless and a champion to the widows. God provides home for those who are, uh, are deserted, and he leads out prisoners to prosperity. But the rebellious lived in a scorched land. I'm telling you what, that's just powerful. But I want to talk about him in his dwelling uh, being a father to the fatherless. If there was one group of people in the Old Testament that the Lord was so uh, uh, attentive to in, in, in the declaration of, of taking care of the fatherless. And uh, there is a great void that's created by not having that father figure in your, in your life. And there is a great blessing by having that. I'm celebrating, you know, the years of, of uh, uh, my dad being a part of my life. And this is the first Father's Day that I haven't been able to go over there and say, Happy Father's Day, Pa. So let me, let me just tell you, don't neglect that. Do it. Because it is there for a limited time. And uh, you say, well, you must be grieving. Man, now, uh, you know what? Life, this is a part of life. And, but just the reason that I I'm able to lead to the degree that I have been able to lead is because uh, um, there wasn't a void. 
from an early age. My dad was there, that stability, and, and somebody that I could lean on and trust or if I needed something. Uh, but w what he did is he raised me not to need him. Right? That's a, that's a good father. There's some of you that you, you become so self-absorbed in it, you, want, you need people to need you, and, and that's just not healthy. It's just not healthy. The whole point of, of raising children is so that someday they don't need you. You know, I, I guarantee you in the process, and I'll talk about it in just a minute, you know, there, there's some scary moments in that as you go through that. And you'll see it. It's like all of a sudden they need you, they need you, and now they don't want to need you, and so they're rebelling against you, and then uh, pretty soon you're on the outside looking in, hoping they're going to make right decisions. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. You know, but yet, you know what, if, you, if that love is there, and, and uh, man, your kids are going to be okay. You see, you need to give that to the hand of God. So, but here's the other thing. There's people in our lives here that I just God has brought you in uh, to His holy dwelling, and in that relationship, you fill a void that might have been there for a long, long time. When he becomes a father to the fatherless, let me tell you what happens. The idea that God uh, is a spirit comes down and he acts like your father. What he does is he put gifts around you. He puts people around you. His holy dwelling right now is the body of Christ, is it not? And what Dave said today was so profound and, and, and in tune with what, what the Spirit is saying. You don't have to have a genetic code uh, uh, transfer to somebody to fulfill that father role. And it ought to be. I wish he hadn't preached my whole message, but he did. It ought to be that you that are here today, it, because God wants us to be the father to the fathers. Let me tell you what you've done. If you're new here, and, or, you know, I don't see anybody brand new, but there's a lot of people that you come once in a while. And I love you. I'm glad you do. Um, you know, when I was younger, I'd have probably yelled at you, right? Like, where are you? I'd do that anyway once in a while. But as an as a older man, I, when you go from the role of a father to a grandfather, there's, no grandfather should really have to raise kids because they're a mess. Just whatever you want, right? And, uh, and uh, the idea of, uh, and I know that goes on, and you take on the role again of a father, but in, 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 a, in a perfect world where, uh, you know, in, in a home that's healthy and and uh, not broken, and all of those things. Uh, Emily brings her grand, her kids here, and, uh, and and Grandpa and Grandma just get to spoil them. Now, can you imagine if they live spoiled? Yeah, that's just not good. And and so the the thing that happens, I'm taking on in my spiritual life. Uh, let me make sure I didn't get ahead of myself here. Yeah, let me say this before I go into that. As fathers of the great things that we get to do, and, and uh, it, it can be difficult at times it, because you're called to give. It, the Scripture says, husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. 
husband love your wives as Christ loved the church. If that happens, uh, a lot of times you become fathers, right? Just natural course of things. Love produces. And, and, and that idea of, of, of that Christ-like figure we're called to, what an honor it is for us to, to be uh, 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 godly men and, and husbands. And, and let, me say, let me tell you this. If you want, you, you know what makes the greatest fathers? Is not that you just dote on your children, but that your children see you loving their mother. If you want to know what causes security and stability in a, in a, in a home, it's not, I'm going to give you anything you want. No, it's, you know what? Mom and I are a team. Mom and I are a team, and we're together, and we, we love you, but we're the team. And that does nothing but bring, put your children to bed at night, and they fall right to sleep because they're not worried about anything. As long as mom and dad are, are a team, we're okay. And, 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 and it's just, I just want to say thank you to you men that have been incredible uh, uh, fathers. But, but by being that, you're husbands. You're loving your wife as Christ loved the church. And that is really uh, um, j- just our calling. I'm going to tell you this. There's some of you that, get, you know, you're going to, the kingdom, the kingdom of the kingdom. If you can't love your home, if you can't take care of your home, that's where it starts in this. So anyway, I want to, I'm not yelling at you. I'm saying way to go. You know? And then God puts, brings people into our lives you know, um, that uh, have that void like Dave was talking about. And, and what we can do is we step in. And I cannot be uh, you know, completely, you know, I'm not going to take the role of your father alone naturally. But I'm telling you there are pieces and parts of that in the body of Christ. And it delights me to come along some aside, beside somebody that's been wounded by this world and by relationship, all that, and just be able to love with the love of God. There's some of you in here, I'm going to tell you, I just, I couldn't love you more because just, it's just the truth. And, 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 and I delight in that. There's some of you, I want to love you more, but you, you know what? I'm going to eventually. <laughs> uh, but the idea, I, and I'm grateful for that. So, and the other thing is, well, no, let me launch into what I was going to say. This is part two. And this is more for, I, I love you that's here visiting, but this is more for the, the church family. How many, you know, how many appreciate the church family? So here's what, here's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, I am not writing this to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Paul said, my dear children. He said, for you can have 10,000 instructors in Christ. You can watch all the YouTube, Twitter, whatever it is. You can have all kinds of, I want to hear this podcast and that podcast, but but." Paul, Paul said, you can have 10,000 instructors, but you can't have many fathers. He says, I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. This is why I sent Timothy to you. Uh, 
He is my dearly loved and faithful son in the Lord. He will remind you about my ways in Christ just as I teach everywhere in every church. I think this is a perfect opportunity, uh, Father's Day, to talk about the things that I need to discuss to the family. I, I realize that I am the father. You're, you're elevating yourself. No, no, Jesus elevates me. I don't need to elevate myself. He can do it. Uh, but I have been the father. You're, some of you here, your father in the gospel. Yes or no? Okay. Good or bad? Been pretty good. Mitch Spring who is 65 years old, texted me this morning, said, Happy Father's Day. He's been a pastor as long as I have. He says to me, I can't imagine that I would have survived without your leadership and you being my spiritual father. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? He's my bud. He's my bud. He is my, one of my best friends in the ministry. But to him, I've taken that role. I wasn't there when he was saved. I didn't have anything to do with witnessing to him. I didn't have, you know what I mean? But he, I took on that role because everybody needs that role in their life. You can't be an orphan in this thing. There has to be a connection relationally. Somehow, and I know some of you are here new, and I'm not looking, you've got to make me your spiritual father. Nobody does that. You, if you have it in your life, you need it. Just saying, you need that, that relationship in your life, and then we come alongside. And so, but that relationship as a spiritual father is, is something uh, much like being a, a dad. When my children were little, we did everything for them. Right, But with the hope of them growing and maturing and taking care of themselves one day. It was, if you did any of those uh, classes, parenting classes, some people raise their kids so that they, uh, you know, this desire and need for them to be loved and love. I want, you need to raise your children so other people can love them. Oh, I love your child, or, you know, don't you love my child? No, he acts like a brat. Not nobody I'm talking to here. No, but you raise them so that they can be relational with others, and they grow, and they mature, and then they take on their, their own role. And, and that's, it is a beautiful thing to become a grandfather. I, I mean, it's amazing until... Uh, Grandma and, and Emily want to go out on a, Monday, on, a, on a Friday night and leave Grandpa to babysit. Ooh. No, it didn't, but it felt like hours. So, shit, Emily lays out all, uh, Grandpa, right? I got to make dinner, uh, 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 feed a nine-month-old or ten, uh, take care of a five-year-old. and I'm telling you what. Dads, let me tell you something. If you don't appreciate what mom does, you're missing out, man. You need, you, need to, you need to step us, you need to let her step out of the way for a while and you check it out. I mean, it was nonstop action from the time that they walked out the door. She says, She's, she got the bottle out. She got the diapers and, and the kids' uh, pajamas. And she says, Dad, you know, 7 o'clock, you know, uh, Wes needs to be in bed. So I started uh, uh, getting him ready at 6.30. 
A quarter after seven, we're still fighting. <laughs> How in the world you do that without break? I, getting pajamas on a nine-month-old or ten-month-old. Just was anyway. So we lived through it. It was a riot. And uh, I, I got to tell you one other quick story about this. So Kansas, we're in Can. Or she picks me up in Wichita. We drive to Missouri. From Missouri, we drive to Akron, Ohio, 12 hours in the car. 12 hours, two babies, two dogs, and grandpa's driving the whole way. And so we finally get to the hotel room. I'm thorough. I'm just exhausted. And so Warren, he's uh, a little bit rambunctious after being in a car seat for 12 hours. He stacks up a pile of uh, cushions from the couch, and he jumps on it, and I'm like, yeah. And so his brother's on the other side. Don't Hit your, be careful, don't you hit your brother. He jumped, and he crashes into the uh, nightstand uh, leg. I mean sharp, and just <laughs> cuts himself bad. And it's like, just, I was babysitting because she had gone somewhere. Just as she's opening the door, she hears, ah! I'm like, oh, no! Blood everywhere, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, I, she said, we got to go to the emergency room. Okay. Uh, I look up where it's at. Well, it was right, literally right across the street. I said, How convenient. So we went and got them glued it. You know, no more stitches. We, they pinched it. But it was another two and a half, three hours. Of, uh, so it's not all pretty. You know, uh, this whole idea of, 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 uh, of giving yourself and, and uh, uh, as a father or the role that I believe is coming into my life spiritually. Let me tell you what happens. If I, if I do this, if Paul is talking about, I've been your spiritual father, it is selfish and, and, and evil for you that are fathers to try to keep control over your children. You exercise oversight. You mat- let them mature and grow until the point that they become a functioning adult. That's in a perfect world, right? Spiritually, you that are, you that are pulling, like you said, that, that spiritual father role that I believe so many, I watch it unfold in your lives right here, right now. I mean, what's happening in the youth is incredible. And the reason why it's incredible is because somebody's taking that father and role and stepped into it. The, the, our men's group, our, uh, you know, our, our, some of our prayer meetings, some of the things that are going on, uh, people that have been in this assembly a long time, you're all grown up. You know, no, it, but the idea of becoming spiritually mature in the, and, and for, for that role of somebody being able to be a part of all of it, all, I, I'm, I'm just, this is not my retirement speech. Just so you know, but I'm telling you, there is coming to us a change of roles around here that you have to embrace. You have to embrace it. How many believe, we're, you know, God's called you to the family, right? And, well, we want it to stay the same. Honey, what stays the same? You know, except for me. I'm like Dick Clark. I never age. Nothing stays. <laughs> Not that funny. Uh, 
Nothing stays the same. God intended it that way. And what, what I believe in, the, in, in what's happening in the decade to come is a maturity amongst the, what God has put together and, and that father, that spiritual fatherhood in, in our lives to be not just, you know, I've filled that role for a while, but we're going to multiply. It's multiplied. I love to hear you know, the things you don't even hear about, but there's some here that just do some incredible. Joe Kuba stopped over yesterday. Yeah, Fred took him out to dinner and, you know, just trying to keep in contact. Why? Because that's that spiritual father. That's that spirit of a father, you know, reaching out, hoping everything's okay. Can I take care of something? And uh, keep praying for him. I said, Joe, I want to see you. We want to see him. But he said, he, with tears, he said, there's too many memories right now. You know, and you can understand that. And, and don't, don't be critical of him for not being around here. When you see him, you love him, just pour it out. You, you know, anyway, yada, yada. So the idea of that multiplication of being a spiritual father. So here, here's what happens. You know, I'm, uh, uh, I love to preach. And, um, uh, and, and I believe that, that gifts operate. But I, I preach from a very specific gifting. And there are other giftings in this assembly that need to be heard. It's just, all right, so uh, they're gone. The kids are gone. You know, Emily leaves me with the kids. So it's ice cream. Whatever it is, we, what, what do you want? Anything, apple juice, you name it. So I'm going to tell you, as you get older in, in the ministry, you know what? What do you want? I'll give you anything you want. Oh, I love you, man. It's so good. You need a whooping, but I'm going to give you ice cream. True or not true? You need, you know, it's well, yeah, but time shortened. You know, from my perspective, some, there's some of you as that role of a father is multiplied among us. We need to hear from them. We need to hear from those different giftings. But oh, I want ice cream every day. That ain't healthy. It's just not. And and he and again, the great thing about I imagine Paul said, "Hey, you don't have." You know, you have, might have 10,000 instructors, but you don't have many fathers. But if, he's, if he was a father that, and I know he was, spiritually he wanted to see uh, Timothy, his son, elevated to a place where he becomes a father. That's just a process. And i got to tell you, we are in the middle of a process that's absolutely beautiful. But you that are here, you don't, don't, okay, if somebody gets up here and they're preaching and they're not as eloquent and as intelligent and as wonderful as I am. <laughs> you know, you, well, that wasn't past. Look, man, come on. For one thing, I can, I can do whatever I do. I've been doing this for 30-some years or 40 speaking. As some of these guys come up here and preach, don't shut them off. You're going to cut yourself off from the gift of God. Well, but it's not the same. It doesn't, it's not supposed to be the same. And, we, and if you're here to be entertained, shame on you.
No shame. Yeah, no shame. Shame on, don't be here to be entertained. I, okay, all right, I'm going to preach. I'm going to keep preaching, but you're going to hear some other voices. And there is literally, we're talking about the five-fold ministry. If you read about it, it needs to be an operation, and there's ministries here that need a voice. And it's happening. I, where would we be without the men's ministry here? Come on, it's a blessing. Somebody stepping up into that spirit of a father role and, and, and mentoring and just speaking and being there and, and needs in the different things that are going on and the ones that are going to develop around us. And I'm going to tell you this, just so you know, uh, and I know they know, the leadership knows this, but I am not in competition. In fact, I am encouraging and if, if as that increases in the in, in needs are being met, and I step further and further back, not, not back out of the picture, you can call me. I'll meet you in Wichita anytime. Right? I'm going to play that role that I'm supposed to play, but there is changes coming that's just natural, spiritually supernatural. And what I want to see, the joy of my life, is, oh, I'm getting old. I can't do this anymore. No, I, I'm getting older, and the sons in the gospel that, have been, that I have mentored, they're rising up and being men. It's like, yeah. You know, I know, I realize it's hard for me to let somebody else drive. It's just the truth. But I'm fixing to take. I'm fixing to take a seat. You know, I'm going to tell them how to drive. I promise you. Yeah. Oh, they, it's not going to be back seat. I'm going to be sitting right next to them. It's going to be like in the bench seat. I'm going to be there with my hand on the wheel. No. No. God love you. I, I just want you to know I am, I am excited about our future. And I... Just, I intend to be here. I'm not telling you, oh, you know, the problem is we're so used to religion where um, it's a business. And the pastor comes and he does his stuff because that he's the professional. And then when he's done, somebody, other professional comes in that we don't even know. That stinks. It's not life. That is religion. And I'm not saying whatever. I'm not criticizing them. I'm telling you, we have an opportunity here as the family of God, as the body of Christ, to mature and grow and change. And change, and I believe, the absolute way God wants us to. And let other sons, when, when Paul said, I sent Timothy because he's my son in the gospel, and basically he said, I trust him. I'm telling you what, there's some guys here, I just, and ladies, but I trust you, and I trust you. This thing is just going to go and grow and become more and more established. And uh, uh, how many have been blessed by Gateway? Okay. Yes. Yes. That, I, I, that doesn't just happen. It's shallow if you're all blessed because it comes from a pulpit. But you let body of Christ, minister to one another, and you let that Father Spirit be encouraged to grow. And, and God knows it's being encouraged here. And you that are grandfathers, I see a couple of us. 
You know, I, it says, uh, what I love, an uh, uh, um, older preacher told me this when I was a kid, and I'm done. He said, old men are for counsel and young men are for war. And I thought, what, what are you talking about? You know, I was in my 30s, and I'm ready to, you know, tear and war and fight anybody. He was in his 60s, and now I know what he was talking about. <laughs> I'm not ready to put the sword down by any means, but I am, I'm looking forward to the season that we're coming into as an assembly, and I chose Father's Day, okay, because I think it is so appropriate. I love this place. This isn't my job. I love this place. This has been my life's calling since a very young man. And I, and it's not like if I, you've watched people, I'm going to control it until I kill it. Some people have done that to their children until they're unable to function. I want this just to flourish. And these younger Men that have been looked at me as a father in the gospel, watch them just take it to the next level like I could never have done. Stand with me. <clears throat> so the real reason I said that, I bought a place in Florida, I'm moving next week. <laughs> no, not true. <laughs> not true at all. Uh, like I said, I, you, you're going to see me. It, there's, it's going to be a process. But as you see the process unfold, come on, back. Back me up. Back them up that are going to be ministering. Back up the kingdom. Let, let the body of Christ, if you've been blessed by Gateway, I want gen, uh, generations to be blessed by Gateway. I want your children and your grandchildren to be blessed by Gateway. I don't want it to be a one and done, and it's going to happen because of that just that spiritual growth in the body of Christ. So, Father, thank you for what you've called us to be. God, and I'm grateful for everyone, those that just visit today. I'm so thankful for their lives and, and uh, what they represent and who they celebrate. But, God, ultimately, our goal is, God, is to turn to uh, such a good, good Father who loves us without condition, who loved us so much that He gave everything. He gave His only begotten Son that we could look to that sacrifice and be accepted by You. God, I'm asking You, let hearts be changed here, let it be that we, that those that have never trusted you before, would say, Jesus, be my Savior. Jesus, be my Savior. Come on, just say that to him. Would you do that? I promise you, he'll be your Savior. Thank you for your grace and your goodness. Thank you for our fathers. Thank you for our spiritual fathers. I speak your goodness and your favor upon us today. In the name of Jesus, as we sing, if you raise your hand and you need a healing, there's gifts of healing. We want to, the Bible says, if we anoint you with oil, then the prayer of faith will save the sick. 
And we're going to do that today. If you have any other need at all, come down. Let us encourage, be encouraged and encourage you and pray together. As we sing, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.